The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Being Bumo. Today's episode is going to be a little different as I don't have a guest, but I'll be answering questions that were sent to me through our Instagram. Every month, I'll be doing an episode where I answer your questions. So please make sure to follow us at Being Bumo and send me a DM there. Would love to hear from you. So today's question was sent in by Jackie Hernandez. How do I let go of working mom guilt? I've always felt guilty working and being away from my kids. But now with COVID and working from home, sometimes I feel even more guilty, even if I'm in the same house as them. It seems like working mom guilt never goes away. Do you have any tips? This is a great question, Jackie. As a working mom myself, I can relate to this 1000%. First of all, it's safe to say after interviewing and having so many conversations with so many different types of moms, especially working moms, this guilt never, ever goes away. No matter how successful one is, no matter if they are a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, whether they are working part-time, full-time, I found that the common threat in all of us is guilt. So I think That's the first thing that needs to be addressed is knowing that you are not the only one and the guilt never truly goes away. So then how do you manage it better? That's a question, right? So it doesn't eat you up alive and paralyze you from moving forward. I'm sure you guys have all heard this saying, we expect women to work like they don't have children and raise children as if they don't work. And because of this, women end up feeling so guilty, guilty for working and guilty for not working. It's kind of like damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? So here are five things that you can do now that will help with the guilt. One, let go of your ideal image. For many years, the ideal image of a family was for the father to go to work and provide for the family financially while the mother stays at home and provides for the family emotionally. This is what I was raised to believe and so many families out there. My parents are both amazing parents, but my dad wasn't really around because he was always working. And we just accepted that. We just thought that was the norm and we didn't even question it. We did not question it because that's what my parents were raised to believe the ideal family dynamic should be. And that is what I was raised to believe as well. So when I had my kids and my family, I had to really reevaluate what our family dynamic was. But times have changed. We live in an era where women are participating in the workforce more than ever. They're starting their own companies, businesses, becoming executives in their companies, getting promoted. And that is amazing. I love hearing so many women just going after their dreams and their career. But the problem is that we were all, at least most of us were, raised to think that we also had to equally be there for our families 
physically, emotionally, mentally. So all of a sudden, us moms have this unrealistic expectations of doing it all. This can lead to burnout and resentment towards your work, yourself, your kids, and even your spouse. So it is really important that we let go of our ideal image of what a family dynamic should look like. Every family looks different and yours is unique to you. And you need to stop comparing yourself to the full-time stay-at-home mom or the full-time working mom that seems to have an amazing career. Everyone is different and that is okay. That is a modern family. I know more women than ever before in positions now where the father is now working from home or even a full-time stay-at-home dad. There are also parents that both work full-time. And that means that the kids have to be in the care of the grandparents, nanny, or daycare. And that is okay as well. There are parents where the mom is working from home while the husband is working full-time. The modern family today looks so different. It's so colorful and unique. And there is no standard or ideal image of what a family should look like anymore. You are the ideal family to you. Two, getting help. This one may sound really obvious, and I'm sure you guys have heard this a million times before, but you don't have to do it all. In one of my previous episodes with Dr. Pooja Lakshma, she talks about how so many women go through martyr mode. Pretty much it is when mothers who lean into their guilt like it's a security blanket and they hold up their self-sacrifice as a badge of honor. I'm not going to lie, that was me. I used to complain about how tired and exhausted I was as if I were to be winning an award medal for it. Unfortunately, society has almost praised and rewarded the ones, whether a parent or not, who are doing so much and doing it all. With that said, getting help should not be something you should be ashamed of. I personally used to hide the fact that I got outside help to pretty much do what I do. When people would ask me, oh, how do you do it all? I would just tell them, oh, it's not easy. It's so exhausting. I am so tired. But I would often skim over or even skip over the fact that I wasn't getting outside help as if that was a shame or something. We should reward the people that are actually open to admitting that they have a nanny or they have grandparents that are supporting their kids or they have their kids in daycare. And without these people in the support system, they wouldn't be able to do what they do. And that is okay. We should make that the norm. Look, I know that everyone has different circumstances and financial situations, and maybe it's not a nanny or a daycare, especially if it's out of your budget. But simply asking a friend, family member, or even your partner to take on a few hours is something that is often overlooked. Asking for help takes practice, but once you take those vulnerable steps in doing so, others around you will start doing the same. And it becomes this reciprocal relationship where you're helping each other out and you have like this village that you've created. So asking for help is so incredibly important. Hi, I'm Dom Roberts, a designer, creative and activist living in Los Angeles. This is The Uncomfortable Podcast, a show where I speak with new friends, fellow activists and guests all united and passionate about different injustices or just generally uncomfortable topics. It's time to dig deep into the human experience. And that's on period. It's all love. Let's get uncomfortable. Three, find your people. This is similar to finding help, but really more so for yourself. Community is 
everything. And though it is important to become friends with your kids' friends, parents at school, you know, to make relationships with them, it's all important. But you also have to realize that everyone has a different situation that will most likely be different than your situation. So you have to find the tribe that are in similar situations as you, because then you are able to share stories and experiences that also you can relate to. If a working mom is constantly hanging out with only full-time stay-at-home moms, she will eventually get to a point where she might question about why she's working and feeling guilty for not being able to do all the pickups and drop-offs and go to all the school function and activities and vice versa. If a non-working mom is constantly hanging out with working moms, she might start questioning her value as just being a mom. But we all know that the most important job and quite frankly, the hardest job is just being a mom, right? So you have to kind of create a tribe, a community for yourself where you can relate to those around you. I'm not saying that you cannot be friends with one another. Look, I have so many close friends that have different situations that I do. We are all blended, but I also have my very own tribe that I know that I can go to when I'm having problems because they've been there and they've done that and they can give me advice that that I can relate to. Four, make the time count with your kids. Remember that the kids will not remember how often and how long you played with them, but it's really the special moments that you create with them that they will remember. I doubt that my daughter in five years or 10 years from now will say, hey mom, I remember when you played with me for five hours straight. That was so much fun. I doubt that she will say that. But instead, I'm sure she will bring up some amazing memories that we've created together. Like, hey mom, I remember that time when we hid in the backyard and no one could find us and we were playing hide and go seek and we were laughing so hard together. That was so much fun. Can we do that again? Make those memories count together and make sure that the time you spend with them, you create some lasting memories. What I do personally is I put my phone away for two hours, usually from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. because that is when I am unplugging from work, getting into dinner mode, and right before tucking the kids in for bed. That is kind of our sweet spot. And those are the times when we all spend together as a family. Uh, We both try to be away from our devices. I say try because every day is a little different and you have to give yourself grace and compassion to know that it's okay if if one day you had to look on your phone because an emergency email came in or an emergency deadline came in. You have to give yourself the grace and compassion to know that not every day is going to be the same. So really try your best to create kind of that time with your kids, a consistent thing. So yeah, that is how I make the time count with my kids. We do dinner and a family activity before we go to bed. And again, it's not the hours you spend with your child, but the moments you create with them. And last but not least, five, let them know you are working and why you are working. It is an incredible thing for kids to see their parents working with gratitude and joy. Instead of huffing and puffing that you wish you didn't have to work, you let them know that you choose to work and this is why. It's important that kids have a positive association with work. Whether we mean it or not, everything that we do and say shows our children how to behave and react to certain things and situations. According to the Harvard study, it says that these findings suggest 
in addition to transmitting gender attitudes across generations, mother's employment teaches kids a set of skills that enable greater participation in the workforce and in leadership positions. So when you're working, let your kids know that you are working and you're proud of it and you love it and you choose to work. So at the end of the day, it's all a mindset. Does working mom guilt ever go away? No, but it's all about managing your expectations and your mindset. And once you make that decision that you are not going to fall into this guilt trap, making decisions and quality of life as a parent becomes so much more enjoyable. And this is not only for working parents, it's really for all parents out there. The guilt can eat all of us up alive and we have to make sure that we don't fall into that trap. We might not be able to fully get rid of the guilt, but it's so important to know how to manage it so you don't feel stuck and paralyzed and you can truly find joy in being a parent. Okay, so now that we've talked about how to let go of working mom guilt, let's talk about the specific situation that we are all in with this pandemic. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just too much for any one person to handle. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can agree with me on this. Working moms are reaching a breaking point during these times. I mean, more moms are worried about losing their job during these times and or having to leave their jobs to support their kids at home. I heard that one in four women have considered leaving the workforce or downshifting their careers during these times. I mean, that is so crazy to me. So to answer Jackie's question, you are not alone. The guilt is really just eating up so many people, including myself. So many women are feeling the same burden and the same guilt. There really is a significant burnout amongst so many women during these times, but especially for working women with kids. And part of the reason for this is that women with children are three times likely as fathers to be responsible for a majority of the housework and childcare. And yeah, I mean, we just do so much as women. I'm sure you guys can relate to this. So the first thing I would say is to let go of what you can, what you can control. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. I definitely had to let go of the things that I obsess over usually. You just have to accept that there are some things that are going to go on the wayside and that is okay. I've had to accept that the house will be dirty and messy and there will be a time to clean it up and that is okay. Instead of me trying to do it on my own all at once every single day, I just leave it for the weekend so everyone in the household can participate and help me out. And honestly, this was really hard for me at first just because I'm the type of person, if I see something out of place, then I would want to kind of use those hours to fix it um, just because I don't want things to pile up. But I realized that time is of the essence now, right? Especially during these times in the pandemic, time is so valuable. And that is something that working moms especially just don't have enough of. So there are things like cleaning the house that can wait. It's not going to kill us. It is not, it, it's, it can wait. So there are things that I'm sure you guys can think of that you, Jackie, specifically can kind of let go of because, you know, you just have to live with the mess and be at peace with it. And it is your sanity that we're talking about here that is way more important. Another one for me, at least, was home-cooked meals. 
I mean, I have to be honest, I'm not the greatest cook, so this one was not too hard for me. But I know there are a lot of moms out there, including a lot of my friends, that had to let go of having to cook every single meal. That is something that they love to do for their families, but it's time consuming and there's just not enough time to do that. And you just have to kind of let go of obsessing over these things and don't feel guilty if you're ordering more takeout than the usual. It's okay. The kids will be okay. They're going to survive. They're not going to die from eating fast food once in a while or a takeout. And honestly, they might love a change anyways. Another thing all working moms should let go of is playing with your kids and having to feel like you need to entertain them all day long. This is something that I really had to let go of in the beginning because I felt like I had to entertain my kids and make sure that they were constantly engaged throughout the day. I I felt like a, a crappy mom when I just let them, you know, watch TV or be on their iPad. But I realized that I just had to let go of that expectation. Now that we're all at home together, now that we are all trying to to work and play and get our education all under one roof, we had to let go of some things. We all know that it is not possible for a working parent to be able to entertain, educate, and engage with the kids all day long. A survey actually found that 35% of parents worry about keeping their kids entertained and 33% worry about engaging their kids in educational activities. I get that. I understand that because I was there before. So yes, my kids definitely have been watching more TV lately and having more screen time than the usual. And I've come to terms with it. Instead of wallowing into this guilt, ask yourself questions of things that you can control. So for instance, because my kids are on the screen a lot more, I ask myself, how can I get them to watch things that are better for them? Instead of being unrealistic and saying, how can I give them less screen time? We all know that that's just unrealistic at some point for working parents because that is essentially our babysitters as of right now, right? I'm not saying that this is going to be a permanent thing, but as of right now, how can we get them to continue to be entertained and educated and engaged with the screen, but in a positive way? So that was a question that I started to ask myself when I found myself feeling guilty. So I've been using our Fire tablet at home, which is essentially my daughter, my oldest daughter, Chloe, her tablet. But I have all the downloaded games and activities and videos that I feel comfortable her watching. It also has really great parental control, which I personally love. This is not sponsored. Um, This is something that we bought that I heard a lot of great reviews on, and it's been working for us. And I actually prefer having her engage with interesting activities and videos where she's learning and engaging and using her brain versus kind of zoning out on YouTube kids. It's a lot more controlled, and I feel a lot better, a little bit better, than having her be on, you know, again, like YouTube Kids or Disney Plus all day. We've also been using the Boomo Brain program as they have some long form videos that teach kids about critical thinking, problem solving in a really fun and entertaining way where they feel like they're watching a show, which has been really great for both of my girls. Also, I have both of my girls in Boomo Brain live online classes, which gives me about 30 to 40 minutes to step away to do some emails, some last minute things. And we've 
just honestly how to embrace technology and allow it to serve us. So instead of viewing technology in a negative way, like, oh, you know, I, I should be playing with my kids more. I should be doing this for them more. We allow technology to serve us and our family in a positive way. And honestly, if you kind of shift your mindset on how you view technology, it does get rid of the guilt I mean, it doesn't get rid of it completely, but it definitely does ease it a bit. The next thing is have a loose and kind of predictable schedule. Not only will it help you and bring sanity into your life, but also the kids know what to expect and they honestly thrive off of structure. So set up a time for screen time, have a time for outdoor play and independent play. And honestly, I've totally restructured my entire house so the kids can grab and go and do things on their own independently. Of course, this might be a little bit more challenging if you, if you have really young kids, even though I do have a two-year-old, my oldest daughter, She is very much independent at this point and helps out her little sister. So even from like grabbing a drink or grabbing water, we have it all in a place where they can grab and go. So they're not like running up into the middle of my conference call looking for mommy to help them to get them food and snacks. So we definitely restructured our entire house so the kids have accessibility to all things so they are less likely to ask us in the middle of a meeting. Look, guilt is never going to go away. I still feel guilty at times. So you have to know that guilt is part of it and it's okay to feel guilty. But set a time and a place where you can do that. Keep guilt to a minimum. Wallowing in guilt all day long isn't productive, nor is it helping anyone to move forward. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Being Bumo. If you have a topic or question you want me to address or answer, please follow us at Being Bumo and send me a DM there. I'll make sure to get to it or cover it on this podcast. You can also be a part of our community and follow us on Instagram at Bumo Parent. And if you're a parent with a one to six-year-old child, make sure to check out Bumo Brain for high-quality early childhood education that is accessible and incredibly engaging. There is really nothing else like this out there. You can find us at Bumo Brain on Instagram or go to www.bumobrain.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It really is the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more of us, head over to our Instagram and follow us there at Bumo Parent. And to learn more about Bumo Brain Virtual School, follow us at Bumo Brain or head over to BumoBrain.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.